0: what's good everyone and yeah surprise surprise i'm once again talking about kingdom hearts now when you think about the series what usually comes to mind disney final fantasy convoluted storytelling (laughs) i was thinking more of the keyblades As we know, the Keyblades are the most integral weapons within the series, and of course, the weapons we primarily use in these games. I've been playing Kingdom Hearts for years and got to utilize many different Keyblades, yet I never thought about ranking them, until now. Welcome to a new mini-series where I rank the Keyblades in each respected Kingdom Hearts game, starting with the oh-so-iconic Kingdom Hearts. These Keyblades will be judged based on their designs, attributes, and how you obtain them, and just like my World Ranking series, I'm only including Keyblades that we, the players, have access to. The following Keyblades that won't be included are Soul Eater, Keyblade of Heart, and the Kingdom Key, D. I'm also excluding the Dream Sword, Staff, and Shield, simply because they're not even Keyblades to begin with, and the Wooden Sword is just a Wooden Sword. Enough said. Once more, everything I say is just my opinion, so if you have a problem with how I rank these Keyblades, that's fine. I'm Eric from Geeks Crossing, And these are the Keyblades from Kingdom Hearts, ranked from worst to best. Number 18, Wishing Star. At the very bottom, sadly, we have Wishing Star. You get this Keyblade in Geppetto's house in Traverse Town, after you complete Monstro. Listen, Geppetto, I love you, man, and it's kind of cool that we get a Keyblade made out of wood, but what the fuck is this? This thing barely looks like a Keyblade at all, and it feels useless. Yeah, it gives you plus five in strength and deals critical blows, but there are other Keyblades that do those things better. I've only used Wishing Star once, and I literally wished upon Star afterwards to remind myself to never use this keyblade again. (laughs) Number 17, Spellbinder. You get this keyblade from Merlin after you unlock all 7 magic spells. At first glance, it looks decent, but it's really one of the most useless keyblades in the game, given its pitiful attack boost. But wait, it gives you plus 2 in magic, that has to be worth something, right? That's the neat thing. Magic sucks in this game. The only time I used this Keyblade was to bullshit around at Merlin's house attacking moving furniture, but even that was a waste of time. No wonder why we haven't seen a world based off the Sword and the Stone. Number 16, Diamond Dust. Yeah, you heard right. Diamond Dust is in the bomb three. This Keyblade wasn't in the original Kingdom Hearts, and I can see why. Because it fucking sucks. You get it after being the Ice Titan secret boss in Olympus, and it turned out to be a big disappointment, because it only gives you plus three in both strength and magic. I was like, really? All those times freezing my ass off and getting impaled by Ice Spears was for this? At the very least, it has a cool design. No pun intended. But that isn't enough to excuse how useless it is compared to other keyboards you get. Number 15, Lady Luck. It's funny, I always forget that this keyboard exists. That's because you have to go back to Wonderland after you learn how to use White Trinities in order to find it. Interesting, but how the fuck is someone supposed to know that? You can beat this game without getting Lady Luck, or using White Trinities for that matter, And it won't make a difference, the boost in magic hardly matters like I said, and so does the summon boost, because summons kinda suck in this game too. Also, every time I look at this Keyblade, I always think of Valentine's Day, which is always a painful day for me, but that's going off topic. Number 14, Jungle King. You get this Keyblade after being Deep Jungle, and you soon find out it's only good for like maybe one or two worlds afterwards, maybe even three if you go to Olympus after Deep Jungle. It's only niches that gives you plus 5 in strength, which again, other keyblades do better. Honestly, what else do you expect from a keyblade made from twigs and ape shits? Just kidding, it looks somewhat decent. Still, it's the first ever keyblade you obtain after the Kingdom Key, so I'll cut it some slack. Until you find out how useless it becomes later on. I guess Tarzan said it best. Hey, hey, hoo, hoo, ha. Number 13, Metal Chocobo. After you beat Cloud and the Hercules Cup, He's nice enough to give you a keyblade and also throw in Final Fantasy fan service. Wait, what? I'll <laughs> admit, it has a decent design and gives a massive increase in strength. Until I found out that this keyblade is more or less a shitty version of the Olympia keyblade. And since then, this keyblade has become very obsolete for me. The only thing this keyblade is now good for is fan service, like I said, because Lord knows there's enough fan service in this game than it already is. Number twelve, Crabclaw. Claw. Fun fact: the first time I ate a crab claw. It really fucked up my stomach, which is why I never eat seafood. Except for maybe calamari, but I'm getting way off topic. <laughs> anyway, Crab Claw has the same quote-unquote benefits as Lady Luck, except you actually get this Keyblade when you complete its respective world. Design-wise, it looks fine, but every time I look at this Keyblade, it reminds me of all the pain and suffering I had to endure while venturing through Atlantica, which is why I purposely try to avoid using this Keyblade at all costs, and you should too. Number 11, Three Wishes. You get this Keyblade after completing Agrabah, and it's one of those Keyblades that's only useful for like maybe one or two worlds afterwards. But unlike Jungle Key, Three Wishes not only gives you a boost in strength, but magic as well, which isn't something to write home about. If this Keyblade can actually grant wishes, here's what I would wish for. 1. Have a better design, because this Keyblade looks way too basic than it should be. 2. Make magic useful in this game. And 3. Stop making the story more convoluted than it already is! Who am I kidding? No magic in any world is going to stop whatever Shed Nomura is thinking about. Number 10, Fairy Harp. We're now in the top 10 starting with Fairy Harp. You get this Keyblade after completing Neverland, and it's so painfully average. It's not good, and it's not bad either. Just average in my opinion. I mean, it does give you a boost in magic and summon power, which again, isn't something to write home about. But that plus 8 in strength plus occasional critical blows makes it viable sometimes. I've only recalled using this Keyblade during the Hercules Cup, and if I'm feeling generous, the first visit of Bastion. Still, it's an average Keyblade despite its simple and childlike design. How fitting. Number 9, Ultima Weapon. I know. Eric, what the fuck? How can you put the strongest Keyblade so low? Yeah, it gives you plus 14 in strength and has a great design, but it's HOW you obtain it is what makes it so problematic. Unlike most Keyblades, the Ultima Weapon needs to be created at the Moogle shop in Traverstown. Once you find all the required synthesis ingredients, that is, And let me tell you, it's such a huge fucking pain in the ass to accomplish. Seriously, by the time you get this Keyblade, you've already beaten the game or the secret bosses, so there's no point in using it, let alone making it. Still, I can't deny how dominant this Keyblade is. I mean, it's called the ultimate weapon for a reason. Still, it's really not worth your time using knowing that there's other Keyblades you can obtain that are just as powerful. Number 8, Kingdom Key. Say what you want about the Kingdom Key being a piece of shit, but I can't help myself. Not only is this the first Keyblade in the series, but in many ways, the Kingdom Key represents the series as a whole, with its simple yet iconic design, and being Sora's primary weapon. However, being the default weapon in nearly every game makes this Keyblade always feel shafted. Doesn't help that it only gives you plus 3 in strength and 0 for magic. Nonetheless, I still like the Kingdom Key, and once in a while, I like doing Kingdom Key only runs to challenge myself. I mean, isn't that the idea of replayability? Number 7, Lionheart. Just when you think we couldn't get any more fan service, here comes Lionheart. But unlike Metal Chocobo, this Keyblade is actually more useful. You get it after being both Leon and Cloud at the Hades Cup, and already it gets extra brownie points for its plus strength and strength, which makes the rest of the Hades Cup a cakewalk. Damn, suddenly I'm in the mood for sweets. <laughs> it also has a pretty solid design, with my favorite aesthetic being the lion head for the Keyblade's teeth. Even though I haven't used this Keyblade that much in my recent playthroughs, it still deserves some recognition. Number 6. Pumpkinhead. Not sure this episode will be out before Halloween, so pardon this out a pun, but Pumpkinhead is so strong that it's scary. No pun intended. Even though I'm still indifferent towards Halloween Town and KH1, the key you get from being in this world is worth it, considering it gives you plus 7 in strength, has a long reach, and deals critical blows. Not to mention it's uncanny yet amazing resemblance to Jack Skellington himself. Every time I replay through KH1, I always make sure to be Halloween Town as soon as possible. That way it makes my trips to Atlantica and Neverland quicker and less painful. Mostly Atlantica. Number 5. One Winged Angel. Starting in the top 5, we have the One Winged Angel. Which is another Final Fantasy exclusive keyblade. But unlike the wasted potential that has Diamond Dust, the One Winged Angel gradually became a fan favorite. To be honest, I didn't think much about this keyblade. Yeah, it has a cool design and a nice flame effect every time it deals damage. But I was a bit turned away from its mediocre plus 8 in strength. Considering you get this Keyblade after being Sephiroth, the hardest boss in the game in my opinion, you'd think it'd be more powerful. That is until I learned it can unleash a wave of critical hits left and right without combos. That's fucking cool, and it made level grinding easier during the post-game. Honestly, the post-game is where you'll mostly find this Keyblade useful. Still, One Winged Angel deserves a spot in the top 5 nonetheless. Number 4, Olympia. Probably the best Keyblade you get from any of the Disney worlds, let's be real. You get this Keyblade after being the Hercules Cup in Olympus, and instantly you'll learn it shits on Metal Chocobo. Seriously, this keyblade has all the benefits of Metal Chocobo, but better. Having plus 10 in strength, as opposed to a measly plus 9. And it's amazing effect of dealing critical blows. Plus, the Greek aesthetics really help make this keyblade stand out even more. Olympia has saved my ass many times whenever I replay this game. Especially during the first visit to Hollow Bastion, because we all know how terrifying the boss fights against Maleficent and Riku Ansem can be. Olympia may not be the strongest keyblade overall, but it's the best Keyblade you get from completing a Disney World. Or seal the keyhole for those who want to be technical. Number 3. Oblivion. The Oblivion easily makes a spot in the top 3 for the following reasons. Unlike most Keyblades, you find the Oblivion in a chest within Hall Bastion's Grand Hall. The game developers must have felt bad for making the fight against Riku Ansem brutal as fuck, so they left you a nice Keyblade for your next visit. No wait, a very nice Keyblade. Equipped with plus 11 in strength and the power to unleash deadly combos, it's definitely useful during the rest of the game, mainly the Hades Cup and the End of the World. Not to mention it's very edgy yet cool design. In fact, I have a necklace with the Oblivion on it, that's how you know I love this keyblade. Unfortunately, Oblivion is kind of overshadowed by another keyblade you obtain around the same time. Actually too, because this keyblade is in third place. Nonetheless, Oblivion is still an amazing keyblade to use. Number 2, Oath Keeper. The Oath has always been one of my favorite keyblades, and for good reason. It has a unique design, with it almost resembling an angel, probably because this keyblade is supposed to represent light, while its counterpart, Oblivion, represents darkness. Probably should have mentioned that before, but whatever. Won't be the first time I've done something like this. <laughs> also, its keychain resembles Kyrie's Wayfinder, or Lucky Charm, as it was called back then, which is another reason why I love it so much. After saving Kyrie and relocating at Traverse Sound, she gives you this keyblade as a way for her and Sora to stay connected no matter where they are. Anyone who doesn't find this wholesome is definitely heartless. <laughs> the only problem I have with the Old Keeper is that it doesn't give you as much strength, with it being plus 9, and it seems to cater more towards magic. Again, something I keep shitting on in this game. However, Old Keeper's the only exception for me, because I saw myself using this keyblade a lot during the End of the World, and even some of the secret bosses, namely Kurtzisa and Unknown. Honestly, the symbolism alone could have made me put this keyblade as number 1, yet there's still one Keyblade that tops it. Number 1, Divine Rose. The best Keyblade in Kingdom Hearts is Divine Rose. Oh my god, this Keyblade is fantastic. During your second visit to Hollow Bastion, you meet up with Bell who gives you this Keyblade as a token of gratitude. Little did we soon realize it became one of the best Keyblades you could possibly ask for. I absolutely love its design. With its rose slash thorny aesthetics, it really captures that and the beast's essence, though that world wasn't a thing until KH2. This Keyblade is also used by Lorium, aka Marluxia's human form in Union Cross, which is pretty cool, I'm not gonna lie. However, any further talk about Union Cross will give me a fucking migraine. <laughs> anyway, Divine Rose gives you a plus 13 in strength and the ability to unleash critical blows, as well as very powerful combos. Literally, Divine Rose has the same benefits as most Keyblades I mentioned, except it's a lot better and more consistent, making it a very viable weapon to use for the remainder of the game. Even the secret bosses stood no chance against the raw power that this Keyblade has, you want to know why the ultimate weapon isn't worth it? Because you get to obtain this gem before the game's climax. What's the point of item grinding for hours when you get this incredible weapon right before you finish Hollow Bastion? If you ask me, Divine Rose is the true ultimate weapon in this game, and it's a Keyblade I highly recommend using if you decide to replay through Kingdom March 1 again, especially during the end of the world and secret bosses. With that said, my list has been concluded. It's obvious that most of these Keyblades have the same problems, with some providing pitiful stat boosts and not enough benefits during the playthrough. Hell, even the best Keyblades are problematic with having two similar benefits. I guess the proper term is too much style and not enough substance. Despite the first Kingdom Hearts game feeling unbalanced, the Keyblade selection is still decent for the most part. Thankfully, future games learn from these mistakes and try making the Keyblades more independent in their own ways, but we'll talk about those in future episodes. Anyway, how would you rank the Keyblades from KH1? You can tell us in our Discord server. And while you're at it, follow our Instagram page, at Geeks Crossing. Links will be provided as always. Continue to support us on all available platforms such as Anchor, Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and iHeartRadio. And if you want more geeky content, check out Nuclear Bacons, Cryptolock Games, and Carabyte on Twitch. Thank you for listening, and may your hearts be your guiding key.